How's it going, everybody? Uh, Monday, April 18th, 2022. Uh, it's about 1.30 now. Uh, Raptors game is set to tip off in about six hours. I want to do a quick breakdown, quick discussion just about the, the game, last game, and then going into today. So the Raptors got annihilated pretty much everywhere. Now, Harden had about 14 assists from what I remember. Didn't shoot the ball particularly well, but wasn't terrible either. Embiid was great, for sure. He got fouled a lot. Um, went to the line, hit his free throws as usual. It was Tyrese Maxey that really did all the damage for the 76ers. That put this game pretty much out of reach. Uh, now, the 76ers did a great job of finding the open man. And what the Raptors have done, Nick Nurse, uh, what they've done against great players is they've really limited the amount of touches that the other team's best player gets. Oh, I don't remember if it was, uh, I think it was maybe Michael Jordan who said this in, in an old video that I saw talking about Scottie Pippen guarding people, but just really what you want to do, there's some players that you can't stop once they have the ball. That's just how it goes. You're kind of at the mercy. Guys like Kevin Durant, for example, um, especially guys that can just shoot over a defender like Durant. Um, now, with Embiid, that's one of those same kind of things. He's going to get whatever shot he wants, provided he has the ball in his hand. So what you do is you try and you know, make those touches as difficult as possible. You want to front and, and back the, the post guy, which they didn't really do too much. They did it a little bit. Getting back to the point, though, what ended up happening is Embiid, once he did get the ball, he saw the double team and then, you know, the, the third defender kind of creeping in. He just said, okay, fair enough. I'll kick it out to someone. And, you know, most of the time it ended up being Maxi that got the ball. And to his credit and the 76ers credit, he didn't miss much. Like I said, I think he shot 66% on the, on the game. And... That's the best possible scenario for 76ers in that game where just they didn't essentially really miss a shot. And and the Raptors, they couldn't hit anything. Uh, Gary Trent, I've, you know, I've said this again, he had a great stretch for, I don't know if it was specifically about six or seven games where he was dropping 30 consecutively. And of course, that was probably when OG was out and the Raptors were a bit undermanned. He was the primary guy, fair enough. He still did make the best of those opportunities. Since then, I want to say that was about January, He's been a different player. The shot has not been, you know, what it was obviously during that stretch. And it hasn't even really come down to being league, not league average, but even average for him, which I'm assuming is probably somewhere around 37%. Uh, he's He's been lackluster and, and the Raptors really need him to step up in this game, especially with, you know, Barnes not playing. Trent, to be honest, he's doubtful. I don't even know if he's going to go. Where is this offense going to come from? You're going to need guys like Boucher to step up, which is possibly asking a lot, but he's had those games where he'll drop, you know, 20 and 8 in the game. And, you know, Pascal's going to have to be... I looked at the numbers when I watched the game, and I think he was incredible, but the numbers were pretty decent. You know, he didn't drop 30, but they're going to need 30 from him today. Fred hasn't looked himself either. Uh, the, the knee is definitely a, a problem for him. I didn't know it was that big of an issue. I just thought, to be honest, when, when they were sitting him out a few of those games with the rest and, you know, they would put it as knee knee injury, knee maintenance. I thought that it was just pretty much resting him for the playoffs because, you know, as a primary ball handler on the team and no real backup people, he just logs so many minutes. Getting back to the game today, the Raptors are going to have to do a better job on Embiid. And the problem is they don't have too many bodies. What I was saying earlier is just that, you know, the Raptors, you get through the whole 82 games of not really running a center or a legit seven-footer with any kind of size. You're stuck playing guys like Boucher, Ken Birch, Precious Achua, who are all undersized at the center position. They're all pretty much power forwards. And when you're going against a guy like Jokic or Embiid, one of those traditional centers, you don't have an answer for them. And that's really, like I said, their issue going into this series. Because it worked in the regular season, nobody really said anything. But now in the playoffs, it's become an eyesore. 
Nurse is going to have to do a better job there. The players, are, like I said, offensively going to have to do a better job. You're just assuming that Tyrese Maxey is not going to have, not even him. There, there's very few guys in the league that are shooting that clip for you know the entirety of a series. So that being said, I'm expecting this game to be a lot closer. Um, with the guys that are out, it's going to be tough for Toronto to win this game on the road. But I do expect a much tighter game today. Um, so I think it will come down to the last few minutes of the game. Um like I said, it's tough for me to say, do I think the Raptors are going to win? To be honest with you, they're bet money. They're probably not going to win today. You want to hold home court, hopefully get a few of those guys back for game three on Wednesday. Um, but for today, you want to see a better effort. You want to see a close game. And hopefully, like I said, they can do a better job at Embiid and not be running around like you know the chickens with your head cut off because that's what happens when there's so many switches, you're double teaming guys. I posted a few clips. When you throw in the ball to Embiid and then he's recognizing that someone's wide open, they just keep swinging it around until they find someone who the defender on that, essentially the helper's helper, is getting caught running around the court. And you know, over the, the the point is they're hitting their shots after three switches and you know four passes of the ball, and that can also tire out your team, right? Like essentially, what you want is you want in a perfect world everybody be able to guard their guy. You're gonna have switches, etc. But if every play you're double teaming and and those switches are having to come, you're having to run around the court. It's a lot of extra calories, a lot of maintenance on the body that you don't want or you wouldn't have you have just a traditional center there. there's not as much there's there's not as many rotations so i want to see how everybody's going to adjust today um enjoy the game tonight guys um we're going to do another podcast with lamar on the weekend we're going to go through some of the you know the trending topics and obviously the playoff series we'll have a better idea of how these series are looking once the game threes are done and uh, and the the road teams the, the lower seeds have at least one home game and quickly uh, just the boston and brooklyn i, th- I talked about it on the podcast we did it was only game one, but it's it's turned out to be already, you know, must-see TV for NBA fans and for sports fans because the Kyrie drama, the finish there with Tatum, getting the pass from Smart, the, the incredible awareness to just spin, receive that pass, turned it into a spin and a layup there with, you know, maybe 0.1 of a second left by the time he got it off was incredible. Enjoy the rest of the games, guys, and uh, I'll chat with you guys on the next pod. Take care.